Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. We have three subjects left here in classroom objects in this topic, and then we're going to move over to household objects, different items that hopefully you see and have around the home, different items for kids to get used to and us to get used to and to build activities around that and to find those fine motor skills, pun intended, while doing so. But let's finish up the last three subjects. We're going to do scissors. And then erasers and one last special one before we move over to household objects. So let's talk scissors. Today we're going to revisit it. We talked a little bit about scissors last year, last season. But this season we're going to bring it back and talk about some activities involving scissors. Of course, these are never an all-inclusive list. Just a couple of ideas to bring to light on here on OT Talk with Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. This is a very important type of skill to have, the scissors. I'm a big fan of scissors, all classroom objects and all household objects, of course. But especially in my school now, I see a lot of goals revolving around using classroom utensils, using classroom objects, specifically holding the writing utensils properly. So we talked about pens, pencils, crayons, and markers. And now scissors also is a big goal, even an IEP goal on these legal documents of kids that need to get services need to learn the skills the scissors is a big one and it's very easy to go about it again my favorite scissor like i mentioned last season is the stanley guppy it has a little hole for the thumb the little circle on top then it has an oval type of hole for the pointer and the middle finger and that's how you should hold the scissors with the thumb on top in the small hole and then the oval hole has the other two fingers mimicking that tripod grasp that we try to carry over to writing utensils we try to carry over to styluses and pens and the like and we try to carry it over also to the scissors and that's the best most functional way in my opinion to cut with the scissors and when I work with kids we try to work on holding the scissors properly like that if I have to do hand over hand or physical guiding until they can learn to do that themselves and build up the skill going from lines to simple shapes to complex shapes to pictures, objects, and the like. There are beginning scissors that can be used, and we want to make sure they have the proper grasp with that thumbs-up position that I just said, and we also want to make sure it's the proper size. Don't give a kid an adult-sized scissors, and for an adult that has big fingers or bigger hands, don't give them a tiny kid size. It should be the proper size, should have the proper grasp, and should be the proper material. I like the Stanley Guppy also because it's very smooth and the blades glide very well and just feels like a very ergonomic and proper and good fit even for me as an adult but especially for the kids I work with and it's like a smooth nice texture for the kids to hold the scissors and to use this the to use the scissors well again the small circle is for the thumb the oval like circle is for the fingers two and three the pointer and the middle and the smooth plastic or smooth rubber is a good material i like to use with the scissors a lot of these scissors have just two tiny holes doesn't make sense a lot of these scissors have uneven and don't have good grasping abilities to so make sure we have the good scissors that has that as well and we want to make sure that it's nice and it's be able to use for the proper size for the kids. You could cut many things with scissors when we're getting kids to learn how to use the scissors. It might be easier for them just to get the hang of using scissors. So with kids now that I'm working on their goals, I have them cut Play-Doh a lot. I roll out the Play-Doh into a snake size, very thin and long so that I hold the Play-Doh and I guide them holding the scissors. And if I guide them to open it, then they could close it. 
If I guide them to open it again, then they could close it again. So they get that motion. And we also talk about opening and closing, open and shut, open and shut. And I sing a song, the scissors on the paper go, open and shut, open and shut, open and shut. The scissors on the paper go, open and shut, all through the paper town. So we want to make sure that they know that it goes open and shut, that the thumbs up, we say it's the thumbs up position, the thumb goes on top, and the other fingers go on the bottom. And then the best is when we can show the kid, and then every time I introduce the scissors again in the session, they know to put the fingers in, and they slide the fingers in the right way, and they go. We want to make sure that wrist is in a nice straight position. We also don't want the arm to be twisted while they're holding it. Even if the fingers are in the right position, if the arm is twisted, that's not right. The arm should be straight. You're holding it, and you're going and you should look that the arm looks like it's straight, straight all the way to the thumb, and it's pointing forward, and they should cut forward in a nice, even position, not twisted or the like. We might have to break this up into two podcasts, but that's okay, because it's a, a topic I really, really like. I like most of our topics, but this topic especially, so we might break it up into part one and part two. There's also safety scissors if you're worried about the different types of scissors for kids if you're introducing it to them. But don't be too worried about scissors. If you're there next to them, you're there guiding them, as long as you're with them, then it's okay. And you don't have to worry that it's sharp or whatnot because you're right there. You can't give a three-year-old scissors to run around with, but you're there next to them, then you can make sure it's good. You could cut Play-Doh, like we said. Then you could cut straws, which is definitely harder. Cutting styrofoam is even harder than that. But cutting paper and construction paper is nice and smooth. But if you can get them to build up, to learn on the skill, work in the skill, work in the muscles of the hand and fingers, you can move up to foam and cardboard as well. There's also scrapbook scissors and fabric scissors. And being able to cut fabric or to cut scrapbook is also an interesting type of paper to use. But there's a ton of things that could be cut. I'm going to give it to you. It's going to sound like a spitball list. You could always pause and rewind. But when we're looking at scissors and thinking about different things to cut, I have a whole list here. And these are all things that could be cut. And they all have a different feel, a different texture to the cutting ability when using that scissors. Cutting yarn. Cutting ribbon, cutting scrapbook paper, cutting foam craft sheets, cutting pipe cleaners, cutting tape, cutting felt, cutting balsa wood, cutting aluminum foil, cutting sandpaper, cutting wrapping paper, cutting cupcake liners, cutting coffee filters or wax paper, paper plates to cut, junk mail to cut. Also very good and cathartic is to cut the junk mail, also to rip it when we talked about ripping cutting sandpaper and plastic wrap, cutting napkins, cutting toilet paper, cutting paper bags, cutting grass, cutting baby wipes, cutting cardboard tubes, cutting twigs, cutting rubber bands, cutting cotton balls, cutting foam, hair rollers, cutting paint clips and cups, and cutting sponges and tissue paper, cutting sliced bread, cutting cereal, depending on the type of cereal, some might be too hard, cutting boxes, cutting index cards, cutting pasta, especially if you have kids involved in doing the pasta and working with the pasta and working with you, in the kitchen and the like, cutting herbs, cutting cotton balls, cutting leaves, cutting newspaper, cutting wax paper, cutting oak tag, cutting food wrappers, cutting labels, and cutting coupons, and paper itself. These are all different textures, really interesting textures, really interesting ideas, and different things to get kids to learn their practice. We talked about at a meeting this week with um, some administration about learning the skills. Not always are we interested so much, at least for me as an OT, and not always am I interested in what the ad end product looks like. A lot of times I'm just involved in the process, getting them to use the writing utensil, getting them to use the scissors. 
So it might not look like a beautiful thing in the end, but it's really about the means to the end. It's really about the process of working on the task, working on using that ability. So even if it looks weird or fracocked as an end product, I don't really care because I want them to be involved in using the scissors and using the writing utensils in the process itself. So all of these things we just mentioned are good things to go about. Even if it looks really weird at the end, you're getting them to use that product, use that item with the scissors, which is the goal of getting them to learn scissors properly and appropriately with all these different textures and ideas. You can make lollipop sticks and cut with the scissors to do that, cutting flower stems and plastic cloth and plastic bags can be cut also with the plastic with the scissors, cutting wiki sticks is a big one that I do a lot. W-I-K-K-I-S-T-I-X. I love cutting wiki sticks, that's for sure. Cutting gummy items or gummy bears also can be done. We're gonna stop here and we're gonna continue with scissors. Next time on OT Talk with Mr. T, and I'm your host, Mr. T.